Hello, you sackers. Welcome to season four of the Students Beyond Borders podcast. Whether you're a new listener or have been with us from the beginning, we're happy to have you here. We took a little bit of a hiatus at the end of season three, but we're back and we have lots of exciting content to share with you this season. As we're recording this episode, our spring 2022 students are getting settled into their life around the world. So, We thought it would be a good time for us to share our tips for establishing a healthy balance between academics, travel, and personal health during study abroad. Ready? Let's get into it. Thank you for... Joining us for season four of the podcast, we're so excited to have you here. As a reminder, I am your host, Nicole. I am a part of the marketing team here at USAC and our fearless podcast leader. And with me, I have my co-hosts, Amber and Tyler. If you guys want to reintroduce yourselves as a quick quick reminder to our listeners and an intro to anyone new, then we'll get started. Hey guys, I'm Amber. It's good to be here again. I am USAC's alumni and donor relations officer, which is probably the best gig at USAC. Sorry, Nicole and Ty, but I get to work with over 61,000 USAC alum who absolutely loved their study abroad program. So I love it. And hey guys, super stoked to be back here as well. My name is Tyler, you can call me Ty. And I studied abroad with USAC back in 2020. And then I also did my internship with USAC. And now I am USAC's marketing coordinator and also the co-host with these two gals and we're very excited to share some tips with you guys today. Yeah so today's episode we are jumping in right at the beginning of spring 2022. It is our largest semester abroad since the pandemic has started so we're really excited to see students back in action abroad in all of our multiple program locations and really diving into the culture. And one thing I remember when I was reflecting on my study abroad is feeling pretty overwhelmed at this time, wondering how I was going to balance everything that study abroad was throwing at me, all the different opportunities I had, courses, you know, taking care of myself in general, staying in touch with friends back home, all of that good stuff. So I thought it would be a great way to start the semester and start season four with some of our best tips for finding the perfect balance between all of the things while you're abroad without totally losing your mind. So Without further ado, we'll jump in with tip number one. So my first tip that I think is really hard to make a reality while you're abroad or even before you arrive when you're planning is to be realistic with yourself, right? There are a million opportunities for you studying abroad. We have internships, we have volunteering, we have language partners. Some of you living with host families might want to be doing activities and spending time with your host family. Of course, there's the temptation to travel, to visit all of the landmarks, do all of the things, right? But be realistic with yourself. Don't sign up for too much too fast. Of course, the big ticket bucket list items, you have the major goals, go for them. Set a plan to make that happen, but don't bite off more than you can chew before the semester even really begins, right? Because chances are, A, your plans will change, but also you're going to realize that just like at life back home, you're going to get tired. You're going to get busy. You're going to get overwhelmed. Classes will happen. Tests come up, all of those things. So you don't want to overcommit and then totally dig yourself into a hole that you can't get out of and you're overwhelmed and burnt out before the semester even really begins. Yeah, that's a great point, Nicole. I think 
for a lot of us, we tend to really fantasize about travel, which is fantastic. But we also tend to get in this mindset that the grass is 100% greener on the other side, and we're going to get over there, and we're going to be our 1,000% best selves, and we're going to be doing all the things that we've been dreaming and fantasizing about doing, and we're going to do them every day. And the reality is, is if you set up these intense expectations for yourself, and really another way to phrase this is managing your expectations, is once you get over there and you realize that a lot of those expectations that you had for yourself aren't actually feasible, it could potentially put a damper on your entire experience. So know that you are going to go study abroad and you're going to have an amazing time and it's going to be a, just an incredible opportunity and you're going to go through a lot of growth, but manage your expectations and don't think that everything is going to be perfect all the time because just like anywhere else, it isn't. Yeah, it's okay to ease into it and start slowly and then I think sign up for more things, add more things to your plate. Kind of like in university, I don't know if you guys did this when you started college, but I, you know, went to my first dorm activity. And then a couple of weeks later, I, you know, rushed Greek life. And then later I joined an internship. I didn't do it all at once. You know, it's, it's an overwhelming thing and it's moving abroad can be scary. It can be stressful. It can bring up a lot of emotions. And so to topple on an entirely full agenda on top of that might be too much. And if you're one of those people, that's okay. Be realistic with yourselves put yourself first and it'll all work out. That's a really great way to put it, Nicole, to really think about your first time or your first few weeks at university, right? You were doing probably all the things, but just really try to pace yourself. And I think to remember that when you're going abroad, a lot of students, if not pretty much every student will experience some degree of culture shock. And so we're really going to encourage you guys to slow down, especially in the beginning, chat with your peers, see what they're doing too, to sort of pace themselves. And of course, reach out to your, your resident director and your other resources too. Alrighty. So another tip I've got for you guys to keep you balanced and Zen during your study abroad is find a really solid routine for yourself, especially in the morning and be consistent with it. Now, when I say consistent, I don't mean decide exactly what you want to do the first day and then keep that morning routine forever. You know, absolutely change it up and, and fix it up to whatever is fitting you that day. But the idea is to consistently create a routine for yourself each morning that really prepares you and energizes you throughout the day. So as long as your morning routine is able to do at least both of those things, you're really setting yourself up for a lot of success. And it is super important to have this base foundation of consistency that energizes you and that's pouring into you because you're about to go through a lot of new stimulation that you've never dealt with before. You're gonna be hearing new languages on the streets. You're gonna be eating new food. You're gonna be meeting tons of new people every day. You're going to be experiencing a lot of new stimulation. And so it's important that you set yourself up for success during the morning. So that way you can carry on with your day, just really feeling like you took the time to take care of yourself. And so what does that look like, right? For me, that just looks like waking up every day at a consistent time, not clicking snooze on my alarm five times, and then actually getting up and drinking some water and doing some light exercise, doing some light stretching, maybe even uh, doing a little bit of journaling or podcasts, like whatever it is for you and whatever energizes you, try to incorporate that into a nice light morning routine and get yourself set up for success because that's what it's all about. 
I love that, Ty. Thank you. Yeah, I was just thinking about some of my routines when I was abroad. Water was definitely important. I'm glad that you mentioned that one. That was part of one of my tips too, so we'll talk about that in a bit. But I also love to listen to some music just to kind of wake myself up, get going. I also really love to check in on the news because I was still interested in what was going on back home. So that was really important to me. I always did that in the morning. And then one of my favorite ones, uh, especially in Thailand, was because there's so many new to be experienced. We were doing weird fruit or new fruit of the day, which felt good because then I could tie in, you know, that cultural aspect, but then also something really healthy and something I could look forward to every morning. Yeah. And I'd like to add to that. I love the new fruit idea. I imagine you probably did that with your roommates or your friends, right, Amber? But one part of creating a routine for the mornings, I'd say, is try and have a portion of it dedicated to just doing by yourself, whether that be just having your cup of coffee or reading in bed before you get up, whatever it is. I'm reflecting back on my time abroad. I was always with people. I had my roommates and they were my best friends and we traveled everywhere together and we had classes together. We ride the metro together, we go shopping together, we go eat together. I didn't have a lot of alone time. And so there's a lot to be said to for just chilling out and getting in the mindset, getting ready for the day, whatever the day's bringing by yourself, for yourself, the way that you like to do that, as opposed to maybe adjusting your plans or accommodating other people or cutting your morning routine short because your roommate, you know, has to get there on campus early to study or whatever it is. And I definitely want to touch on that too. Just like Nicole said, you're going to be around people all the time. You're going to be meeting tons of new people. You got all your friends that you're making and everybody always wants to be together because it's super exciting. You're studying abroad. And so definitely find time to just be with yourself, especially if you're a little bit more leaning on the introverted side, you're going to need this some more and just meditate or breathe or drink your water, your coffee, whatever it is. Yeah, definitely give yourself that time. So I have a tip that sort of goes hand in hand with that. And so it's, you know, obviously making sure that you're enjoying your time abroad, but really taking the time to take care of yourself physically and mentally. So I think that really ties in with that morning routine. And honestly, I would encourage you to encourage your peers to do the same so that you contribute to building a culture of healthy habits within your cohort or your group. So a few things that came to mind for me So food was a big one. It would have been really easy for me to eat chocolate croissants and giant bowls of pasta and gelato for absolutely every single meal. For example, when I was in Italy, which I honestly did for at least the first week or two, but then recognizing that I wasn't going to be there for just a short amount of time, but rather an extended time frame abroad. So that really helped me reframe and evaluate what my body needed fuel wise. And so realizing I could indulge, but I needed to be smart about balancing. I'm sure you guys experienced that too. I know you guys were in foodie spots as well. Oh yeah. One thing that my cohort said a lot and I personally said all the time too, is, oh, I can eat whatever I want. I can do whatever I want because we walk everywhere. And it's true. Europe and really the majority of the world besides the United States are big walkers. They're walking pretty much as far as their legs will take them or riding bikes. And then also public transportation, but there's a lot of walking that we did. My campus is probably a mile from my apartment. So we walked almost every day with the exception of like any bad weather or late at night. And so we kind of used that as as an excuse to overindulge. And after about a month, I was like, okay, I need to take care of myself a little more. I need to eat a vegetable. I need to have some water, you know, no more cheese and bread. And even though I'm walking, you know, and 
I'm still exercising and still being physically active. My insides are mad at me. So there's a balance there for sure. Yeah. So staying hydrated was the next tip I had. So for my abroad experiences, we were constantly walking as well and very much staying active. So I definitely needed to keep my espresso and my Italian coffee consumption in check. So for Italy, I wound up carrying sort of a medium-sized reusable water bottle, and that really helped me to stay on track. But then the other piece that sort of came to mind for me is to make sure that you're doing your own research about your program country on how to keep your health throughout the day. And so the other flip side of that coin was when I was abroad in Thailand, their tap water, their public water wasn't safe to drink. So we really had to extra plan out our breaks because it was also very hot while we were there. And so we would actually plan out when and where we were going to visit the various, and there's tons of fresh coconut stands. So we would refresh with coconut water, which was fantastic. And then would plan frequent breaks as well, where we knew we could buy bottled water and then researching different activities where we could do it inside with air conditioning, that sort of thing. So that's important to be part of your planning process. Plan your breaks, plan how you're going to rest up and keep yourself going throughout the day. And then I suppose just like little things too, I was thinking about, you know, sunscreen and hats and sunglasses and bug spray, whatever it is, do your research and then keep up on it. And like I said previously, encourage your peers to do the same. Nobody wants to be itchy for a week because they forgot their bug spray or looking like a cherry tomato in all of their fun study abroad pictures because they forgot their sunscreen. So help each other out. And that's a lot of physical stuff, right? Yeah, that's a great point. I think when we say physical health, my mind went there too. You think, gotta make sure I exercise. I should go for my morning run. I should do my yoga. But you're right, there's so much more to it. The sunscreen, the hydration, bug spray, whatever it is, is a really good point that I imagine a lot of students don't think about. I probably didn't wear sunscreen once when I was abroad, and I'm terrified to admit that, but you live and you learn. And I'm, you know, I'm glad that it turned out okay, but consider that stuff as well. That's a great point. Absolutely. I want to touch, uh, roll back real quick on the, on the point of water, because I am very passionate about this subject. Feeling tired, you're probably just dehydrated. Are you feeling foggy in the head? You're probably just not drinking water. And if you're trying to grab for a cup of coffee or grab another espresso to help with your fogginess or the fact that you're tired, that's probably actually making it worse. Caffeine actually dehydrates you even more. Drink your water, boys and girls, please drink your water. It is so important for you. It is, especially when you're abroad and you're learning a new language and you're meeting all these new people and you're having all these wonderful experiences, like your brain is dealing with a lot. And so you've got to make sure that you're hydrating the body and the brain, and that's really going to help you have uh, the best experience. So drink your water, please. Especially if you're on a lot of airplanes, drink that water, which I know you are because you're studying abroad. Okay, so my next tip, I wanted to jump into academics and managing your academics while you're abroad because it is study abroad. I know we've talked a lot already about travel and airplanes and all that stuff, but studying abroad, you are all there to earn credits, you know, pursue a degree, take courses towards your area of study. And it's easy for that to get lost in study abroad, right? You are in courses, but your courses chances are hopefully are more fun, more enjoyable, a little more different than those back home. And so it might not feel like schoolwork, but it's, you know, you're still earning a grade, you're still there for credit. And so what I recommend to make sure that nothing gets lost in the study abroad blur, especially in the first couple of weeks, especially as you get established, is to 
write everything down. If you're a Google Calendar and iCalendar person, fine, type it all down. I'm a pen and paper person. Maybe I'm showing my age a little bit, but write it all down and put it in a planner, put all important deadlines, study time, tests, papers, whatever it is. I, even when I was abroad, would not only write the deadline of something, but I'd give myself a start date, you know, a week ahead of time, a couple of days ahead of time, whatever I needed. So that as I flip to that page in my planner, I go, oh, okay, my test is coming up. I need to kind of start thinking about it, start easing some studying in or whatever it is, as opposed to waiting until the day before to be like, oh, shoot, my test is tomorrow. And I'm, you know, and I'm on a beach in Italy. I haven't done anything. I totally forgot. So write it all down. You can write all of your trips down, all of your activities as well, of course, put all of that there. But spend some time at the beginning of the semester when you get your syllabi, go through it, put everything on pen and paper or type it in your planner online, and then you'll be set. Yeah, I can't I can't speak to this enough. If you don't write things down, everything is just floating around in the abyss and you're just hoping that maybe you you remember at the right time. And so what you want to do is rather than allowing everything just float around, you just want to grab it the second you know about it, write it down. Nicole said she's a pen and paper gal. I'm a pen and paper kind of guy too. But for some people doing everything on Evernote, for example, it works really well for them or making to-do lists on their iPhone. Whatever works for you, just be honest about it and, and capture everything. And at the very beginning of the semester, like Nicole said, you're getting your syllabus, just get, get it out of the way and write down all the due dates that you have. And then you can chill out a little bit more throughout the year, knowing that you have already set yourself up for success. Speaking to that too, I would say, again, lean on your peers. Oftentimes you're taking very similar classes um, as your study abroad cohort. See what they're doing, you know, jump in on their study abroad time frame, and that way you guys have it together. You know, it's more fun to do stuff together sometimes, especially studying. So schedule that time as a team and get it up, kind of get it out of the way a little bit, right? And then you can get on to the, the fun stuff, the abroad part versus the study part. All right, I'll go ahead and jump into my next tip for y'all. And this one took me a while to actually figure out. And that is to be in the present moment while you're studying abroad. So when you're abroad, you know, you're with people who are very passionate about traveling, which is fantastic, but everyone can kind of get caught up in, oh my gosh, this weekend, let's go here. This weekend, let's go here. Oh, we got a three-day weekend, let's go here. And everyone is always in planning mode. And that's great. You know, you should make some plans and and go see the country or the nearby countries near to your program. But don't forget that your program location itself is probably really awesome. There's probably some really niche places and some hole in the wall type places that you won't be able to experience unless you give yourself some time to be there and appreciate being there. And don't always be walking around thinking about the next trip you're going to take because it totally pulls you away from actually being in your program. And then you almost, it's almost like you never were really there because you were always thinking about being somewhere else. And I think that that's something that we struggle with a lot in our generation is always trying to be somewhere else other than where we are. So just focus on being there, be mindful, be present and enjoy your stay. Yeah. You don't have to travel or every weekend, you don't have to jam pack crazy activities in it every weekend. I made a point when I was abroad. I mean, obviously added some stamps to my passport. I went and saw all the things that did it, went to the cool places, but made a point to like Tyler saying, spend time in my host city, just being in my host city, walking through my neighborhoods, you know, stopping at my favorite cafes, getting familiar with the Metro when I was new, you know, that kind of stuff. And I'm so glad that I did 
it was much more valuable. I mean, my trips were fun. I love traveling. I love spending time with my roommates in a new place, but you know, it was more valuable to just be present in the city that I chose to move to and live in for six months, five months, however long I was there, you know, and I think I would have been really sad if I hadn't done that. So it's okay if you don't travel every weekend or do something wild and crazy every weekend, you can just enjoy yourself, right? That's totally allowed and highly encouraged. Even I remember when I studied abroad, our final weekend, the last weekend we had before we moved out, my roommates went on a trip. They went to Hungary. And I said, heck no, I'm not going one. I was tired. I was burnt out. You know, I probably didn't follow all these tips like I should have, but also too, I said, this is our last weekend in our host city. Why would you want to go anywhere else? You know, it's our last chance to be here or last chance to spend time at our favorite restaurant, go back to that gelato stand or whatever, you know, it is that I wanted to do. And so I stayed by myself and I did exactly that. And Don't feel shame in that, right? You know, you chose your host city for a reason. Take full advantage of it. Nicole, you just set up my next tip perfectly. So mine was really to get into that locals mindset and to get out of that quote, once in a lifetime mentality. And what I mean by that is you don't need to feel like this is your only shot at studying abroad or traveling abroad. So a lot of students, like you guys mentioned, try to pack absolutely everything in, try to go to all the surrounding countries, try to get every little activity in there, almost to the point of exhaustion. Because they're like, this is my only shot. This is my only chance at ever being here. And at the end of the day, that's just kind of not true. And I think this is true for all three of us, right? Like once the travel bug gets you, you're you're in it for life. It becomes a part of you, I think. So just as we've been saying throughout this entire episode, make sure you're pacing yourself, make sure you're open to changing your plans. And I know it's really easier when you know that this isn't your only time abroad. I know for a fact, because uh, I talk to USAC alumni every single day, USAC alumni who have gone abroad with our programs two, three, and four times over. And then tons of alum who share stories of going back even years later to revisit their study abroad country or even their resident directors and favorite USAC staff. So be a local and you can always come back. Just enjoy. Yeah, I love love that you explained it that way, Amber. Be a local. It's a really cool feeling. And then people come up to you and ask you for directions and you may not know the answer, but it feels cool to get asked anyways. So Alrighty, let's move on to the last tip that I have for you guys. And so let's frame it this way. You're studying abroad. You got all these awesome opportunities ahead of you. You're joining the clubs. You're meeting the people. You're planning the trips, doing all the things. It's awesome. Don't forget that you're abroad, but you're also there to study. And that's the first word is you're studying abroad. So what are you going to do to study? For me, what really worked for me and, you know, everyone else has their routines that work well for them. For me is I dedicate spaces that are meant for studying only or getting work done only. And so I love cafes. I I frequent cafes pretty much everywhere I visit. And so I would find a really neat cafe where a lot of other people were probably studying too. And then I'd plug myself in there with a group of friends or even just by myself, get my books out, get my laptop out, and then I would get to studying. And for me to, to know and to dedicate that, hey, this cafe, this is the place where I get stuff done, or this library, this is the place where I get stuff done. And I'm not on my phone. My phone is in my bag. It's removed. It's on airplane mode. You know, I, I then set the intention of that space, and that space now works for me. 
and rather than it distracting me. So sometimes if we focus on only studying in our dorm rooms, this is for me, for example, maybe not for everybody, but my dorm room can be the place where I'm on my phone or chatting with friends and it's distracting. So just to reiterate, find spaces in your city or your program location that really work for you and try to frequent them and get your work done. Yeah, that advice, I think you should be utilizing back home as well. <laughs> you know, establish a study space, an academic space, like Tyler saying, whether that's a cafe or somewhere on campus. For me, I studied in the computer lab on my campus a lot. Um, because it was quiet and not a lot of people were there. But finding a space to dedicate so your brain knows that when you walk into that space and you shut your phone off or put it away or whatever you do, that it's academically it's go time and you're going to study or write your paper or make your flashcards, whatever it is, for the next hour, two hours that you have dedicated. And I know it's really tempting to want to explore Use it as an opportunity to explore your city and try a new cafe or a new location every time you need to study. And I think that's okay for some stuff, of course. Like, I don't want to tell you not to explore your city and not to get out and study, but you might end up finding that you don't get into a good study groove or the cafe you choose and you need to study for your, you know, your midterm for your most important class, whatever it is, you hop down a cafe and turns out it's super busy and they have terrible Wi-Fi and you can't get any work done, right? Or you sometimes walk to campus and study there, but you decide to go across town and there's a strike on the metro. And so you can't actually get where you need to be and you end up just wasting so much time or whatever it is. And so finding somewhere consistent that you know is a very reliable space that you know you can trust yourself to get work done is huge. Again, here and back home. You should have that at home as well. So Tyler, I know you that you said that was the last tip, but I wanted to squeak in one more little piece of advice. And that is reflecting on your experiences while you're abroad. We harped on it a lot in season three. It's something that we're really passionate about is, as Tyler said, not only being in the present and being mindful of what you're doing, living in the now, but also allowing yourself time to look back and think about how experiences have changed you as a person, how they have added to your academic pursuits, how they have helped you become a more set up for your professional goals, whatever it may be. I say once a week, sit down. And again, I recommend doing it by yourself. Obviously chatting with friends and sharing stories is a great way to reflect, but again, do it for yourself, whether it's journaling or, you know, starting a photo album or blogging, whatever it is, really take some time to think about the experiences you're going through, how you're growing as a person, what they mean to you and what, how that impacts your plans moving forward. I absolutely agree, Nicole. New experiences are fantastic, but growth only really happens once you've paired your new experience with reflection, right? So you have to have that processing period to figure out for yourself, how, how is this helping me grow as a person? How is this expanding my network? You know, things that I know, people that I know, you know, what is this doing for me? What's the benefit? And then the piece that I was going to add to that tip, Nicole, is once you get back to your, you know, to, to the U.S., once you get back home, a lot of our students are going to be looking for jobs. All of a sudden, you're going to enter the job market, and your future employer is looking to hear about your growth and your experiences and hear you reflect on this time abroad. So really be thinking about those components as well, and how is this going to help me, you know, propel me forward once I get back home? 
Yeah, love, love all the context that you guys added to this tip. And something else I want to add too is what does reflection look like? So Nicole and Amber both gave some really good examples and I'll, I'll run over a couple of them is obviously journaling. If you listen to this podcast, we mentioned journaling pretty often and it's for a reason. It's because it's awesome and it's super good for you. You can get yourself a travel journal that is specifically for your travels only and talking about your experiences. Another option that you have is voice notes. You can just get your iPhone and go to the voice notes and just record yourself talking about your experience and what you're learning from your experience and how you feel and how you feel like you're growing as a person and what you're learning, you know, just really getting it out there, getting it into the world rather than just in your head is one of the main ideas. Another potential medium you can use to, to reflect is through creating uh, blogs, as mentioned earlier, or you can also create YouTube videos. Maybe you've been interested in creating a YouTube channel. Maybe you want to start a blog. You know, there's all kinds of different ways that you can and share your experience. You can also do video logging or vlogs and post those on YouTube or post those on social media. There's just an endless amount of ways that you can reflect with your experience. And then you can also maybe tie that in with helping other people um, who may want to know more about your experience and what it's like to, to be studying abroad in your location. Perfect. Thank you both for sharing your tips. A quick recap for any of you who may have, you know, absorbed a little too much during this episode. Find time to reflect by yourself. Establish a consistent morning routine to get you energized and ready for the day. Be in the present. Don't spend too much time planning or jumping to the next adventure, trip, activity, whatever. Allow yourself time to just be and exist in your host country. Become a local and really immerse in the culture. And keep on top of your mental and physical health while you're abroad. All of those things will naturally give yourself an opportunity to give your full attention to every aspect of study abroad, cultural immersion, your academics, your personal growth, networking, professional development, all of that good stuff. So if you have any more tips, feel free to send them to us on social media, leave them in a comment. You can send us an email and we maybe will include them in another episode. But until then, happy study abroading. Thanks for listening to the Students Beyond Borders podcast. If you have questions about USAC study abroad or would like to suggest an episode topic, email us at studyabroad at usac.edu. You can also send us a DM on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok at studyabroadusac. To explore program offerings, scholarships, and more, visit our website at usac.edu.